Welcome to the Soul Jam podcast. I'm Anu Paperham your host and on this podcast I talk about simple and practical tips that can help you live better and be happier. In this episode I'll be talking about our sixth sense. So let's get started. Albert Einstein, one of the greatest scientists of all time, called it a sacred gift. Steve Jobs rated it as a higher form of intelligence than intellect. Oprah Winfrey believes listening to it is crucial for lasting success. All of them were referring to intuition, our sixth sense, which is the magical ability to know things without reasoning. Our intuition acts as our inner guidance system by pointing us towards the path of happiness and growth and steers us away from undesirable situations. You may have heard in interviews of how highly successful actors and business leaders often credit listening to their intuition while choosing the scripts or making important decisions but it's not a voice many of us heed to because as a society we have been trained to rely solely on logic and analytical reasoning while making auditions as albert einstein put it the intuitive mind is a sacred gift and the rational mind is a faithful servant we have created a society that honors the servant and has forgotten the gift the inner guidance of intuition comes with no logical explanation which can make us hesitant to trust and act on the guidance that we receive so how does intuition communicate with us when it's nudging us towards something we experience feeling of excitement or a pleasant feeling within our gut or heart On the other hand when it's nudging us away from something a gut clenches and we may get a sinking feeling in our stomach Steve Jobs remarked in his Stanford commencement address you can't connect the dots looking forward you can only connect them looking backward this is especially true in the case of intuition and i'd like to share a small story from my life to illustrate this point ever since i came to know about rishikesh a town in the foothills of the himalayas i was fascinated by the place at the time i had started diving deeper into meditation and spirituality and rishikesh had been home to many spiritual masters for centuries also in the late 60s one of my favorite bands the beatles had stayed in rishikesh to learn meditation and wrote many of their songs from the white album during their time there i felt a strong attraction to the place and i hope that maybe i'd go there with my friends someday fast forward to a year and a half later i read two completely different books apprentice to a himalayan master and eat pray love which intensified my desire to go there one was the extraordinary tale of a yogi stem spent learning and traveling with his guru in northern india and rishikesh was described in vivid detail the other was the story of the author's one year solo trip which included 4 months each in Italy, India and Indonesia. Soon after, it hit me like a ton of bricks that the reasons I wanted to go to Rishikesh were unique to me and I wouldn't be able to explore it to my satisfaction if I was with a group. And for the first time in my life, I was quietly imagining and considering the possibility of traveling solo. While my intuition was nudging me towards going by stirring up feelings of intense excitement within my gut. my logical and rational mind had other ideas was wondering how awkward it would be 
to travel all alone by myself in a place where I didn't know anyone. Thankfully, I didn't let my fears and doubts talk me out of it. And to my surprise, the trip turned out to be far more fulfilling than I could have imagined. Though it had some uncomfortable moments, I couldn't recall a week in my life when I felt more alive. If it wasn't for that trip, I wouldn't have taken a 3-month solo trip a couple of years later, which turned out to be a profoundly positive experience and nothing short of life-changing. Of course, at the moment of making up my mind to solo travel, it would have been impossible for my logical mind to connect the dots and realize the positive impact it would have on my life later on. Sometimes our worries and fears could manifest as feelings which we could falsely mistake for our intuition. Therefore it's important to discern the difference between our intuition and fears. Quieting our mind and keenly listening to what our feelings are communicating to us before we make decisions can help us develop better sense of this. When it comes to differentiating between whether it's your mind or your intuition, multiple Oscar-winning Hollywood director Steven Spielberg puts it this way: "I want to be clear that your intuition is different to your conscience." Your conscience shouts, "Here's what you should do," while your intuition whispers, "Here's what you could do." Are you listening and acting on your intuitive nudges, or have you been ignoring and suppressing them? Are you allowing the fears of your rational mind to talk you out of the wisdom of your intuition? I'd encourage you to take a deeper look at your life and examine if your sixth sense has been sending you any messages. nudge you towards or away from something while our intellect only knows about the past and the present our intuition somehow has the magical ability to glimpse into the future and know what's right for us if you like this episode share it with your friends and hit the subscribe button to get notified when i publish new episodes for more simple and practical tips live better and be happier Be sure to check out my blog thesouljam.com. Thank you for listening.